today's episode of the WZUP Podcast and the Zumble Podcast Network is brought to you by the good brothers at Zumble, the nostalgic cultural curation hub. Zumble is officially your leading source for 90s music, 90s movies, 90s TV shows, 90s style, and much, much more. Visit HelloZumble.com to get your 90s fix. Enjoy the show. Yo, yo, welcome to the first episode of the WZUP podcast. Yes, sir. I'm your host, Jason G. I got my brother, my co-host with me. Tell him your name. My name is Rich Gray. Um, I'm pretty sure they know who I am by now. Oh, I'm just making sure. Some newbies. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> you're the man behind the scenes. They don't they don't know you out there. Like yes, they sir. know me out there. I'm low key Tommy when it comes to identification. To Tommy. Tommy Strong. Oh, are you Tommy out there? No, nah, Tommy was out there though. Nah, but he still was like a man of mystery. Yeah, that's true. Niggas don't know where he lived, what kind of car he had, none of that. None of it. Uh, all he we knew was about his too, He was like way too complete for you not to know nothing. Yeah. For reason. I mean, <laughs> he dressed like he had a little bread. He was a little better than them, but right. that's a conversation for another day. Right, right. So, um, we wanted to um, create this WZUP podcast. Um, basically, what it's going to be is we're going to take a deep dive into each episode of Martin from season one. I don't know if we're going to do season five, but I think season five had a couple. Then we had that conversation. Listen, man, the yeah. first half of season five was part of the okay. family because Gina was right. still heavily involved until maybe like episode 10. But right we'll start talking about that later but no it's it's definitely one of the wars we're gonna have to have a conversation about yeah because i mean people when they think of season five they just think about the train wreck you know they don't think about the the stuff that happened before the train wreck man listen a breakup is a part of the story like you can't leave that part out if we talking about what the what the show is all about like we got to talk about that right right so um the first episode that we're gonna jump into is um Beauty and the Beast. But, but but you know what? But but stop for a second. Let's backtrack. So like you intro what this thing is all about, right? Yeah. But I think a major, a major part that we leaving out, man, like Martin is so prevalent to, you know, our beings. Like anybody that was born in the mm-hmm. 80s and even this younger generation now, because of how much it's shown and is regularly viewed, like right. everybody can relate to it. So we actually giving you all a time, a time, time capsule about like who we are, like who everybody pretty much is representing yeah. in some form or shape. Like we, we, we got to make that understood. I mean, and crazy part about what you just said is the fact that our grandmother wouldn't even let us watch Martin. Like she was trying to get Martin off the air. The free Mike Tyson. Episode. The free Mike, she said yep. she was from the. I'm finna call the station. Like the number was even available. <laughs> like Martin calling Jordan. Like, right. Can I speak to Mike? Like, yeah. You ain't got the number to the network. Nah, man. So, you know, it's just crazy how everything comes full circle and we created a sustainable business off of something that we weren't even allowed to watch that our grandmother was trying to get put off air. Now, imagine if she had that type of clout, you know, to be able to do that. 
the irony behind that is like crazy when you think about it. And I never really even looked at it like that. <laughs> yeah, I think about it. Think about that all the, all the time. Like, nah, what if she would have gotten Martin, you know, taken off the air? Where would we be at? Where would I be at? I mean, if it was 2020, she possibly could have had the power to do that. She could have wrote a think piece. She would have gotten that Hotep community and it would have been ugly for Martin. Like if people would have collectively tried to get him out of here for stuff like that, like it could happen today. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff, (laughs) a lot of the stuff that he did didn't age well. But Oh, my God. From episode, yeah, but we're going to tap into all of it from episode one and beyond. Like, man, always something there was like, nah, he couldn't do that today. Nope. But that just goes to show you kind of how untouchable martin is because even people dig up stuff that people did like you think look at the tyra banks thing you know they had her online apologizing for certain things that she said to contestants you know they ain't running up on martin telling him to apologize for some of the stuff that he may have said to pam or gina and his machismo but you know what though it depends on the audience because let's think about his monologue that he did on saturday night live like for that point in time in life like they got martin out of here but he's not just talking to an african-american consumer base like at that time his audience was still african-american regardless of what channel it was on so they possibly let him get get his rocks off because he was talking to black people yeah we gonna really really go into it oh yeah that's true but i mean but black people are the ones that's like you know on the front line of no you you can't get away with that or you shouldn't have done that like we couldn't get stuff moved like back then but now all you got to do is put out a medium post or put a post on instagram and that can like start the activity to start getting things removed like that's why this whole social justice movement today can move faster than it possibly could back then because you can do it literally sitting on the couch with your phone (laughs) in your hand yeah man well let's just thank the powers that be that he didn't get canceled he's not getting canceled anytime soon and that our grandmother didn't didn't get him off the air so all right so the first episode beauty and the beast i'm gonna read the description then we're gonna jump into some love some some facts and some details and then we'll get into the discussion so the the description of the episode is after Martin's excess, excessively macho live radio rant declaring he's in control of his woman. That's already starting off bad, you know, starting wrong off bad. And I read Gina set some ground rules for disrespecting her publicly. I mean, you just got to remember, man, this show is, is all about a relationship. Like that's the, the dynamic yeah. of the show, especially from its inception. So, right. Um, one of the things that we're going to end up talking about over and over when we do these, you know, deep dives in these episodes is it's all going to literally come back to their relationship. So, right. Oh, they hold. Yeah. Dynamic. I mean, you saw yeah. it from the jump. Yeah. I mean, that's what essentially the show is about relationships, whether it's with friends, whether it's with family. Yeah. All of that. That's what that's what this show was about. And navigating through those different relationships. Yeah, that's a fact. And I guess really when you just look at it, yes, yeah, TV, you can't look too deeply into these things, but it just seems yeah. like everybody's like lives revolved around Martin and Gina. You know, <laughs> you got a lot of yeah, screen so time from everybody, but the conversations, yeah. the even the spinoff relationships, it was all literally about 
you know, yeah. those two connections. So that's yeah. Even when, yeah, we'll get into that though. Um, so l- let's jump into the Martin TV show critics. So on Rotten Tomato, the critics gave it a four out of ten, of course, and um, the audience gave the audience rating was a nine out of ten. Oh, that that's that's kind of obvious. Tells you that everything it, that you need to know. Yeah, but 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 this is why it got a four from the critics. So um, David Hiltbrand wrote in 1992 for People magazine season one review. What it lacks is wit, depending instead on Martin to do shtick. He overreacts terribly, hammily mugging at the camera. So, of course, David Hiltbrand is a white dude. And I mean, you said exactly. That's what I was about to say. You said it in the right voice. Again. Yeah, it was for. A black, black audience like that was yeah. the demographic. The demographic is going to be the one to do the audience rating. Mm-hmm. And then the critics who are not black are going to be the ones giving that aspect of it. So it's going to be night and day every time. So right. I'm going to always take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Like, I'm just wondering, like, why is he doing Martin reviews in the first place? You know what I'm saying? And you would think back then with our culture because i mean i tried to look to find out to see if anybody else wrote any reviews and it's probably with some out there but it's just like back then you would think like black people would be doing the reviews for you know these tv shows um and i'm not trying to make it into to that type of conversation but that's literally what it was i mean we probably did our own thing, but it would be considered barbershop talk, you know, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. incredible discussion that gets published and right. made available to mainstream media. Like it was, it was yeah. just for us, by us, and it never saw the light of day. So I'm pretty sure some people did their own thing. Like yeah. It would make no sense that they, that they wouldn't have, but. But let's, let's take it a step further. It was another review. It wasn't a name attached to it, but the Globe and Mail wrote September 5th, 1992. It stinks. It's dumb, sexist, humor abounds, you know, so. <laughs> what? I mean, it's, some, it's some fact. On, like I said, if it was today and they talking about the whole, you know, sexism and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. But again, this guy is looking at it in the vacuum. He doesn't know anything about right. our culture is no context there. No, none of that. He's probably someone that doesn't regularly view TV like that. And they're giving him the power to be able to put in the air, you know, exactly. what this is all about, which is which is trash. Yeah, uh, that's that's essentially what, you know, they were saying. And imagine if, you know, the, the, the label, not label heads, but the people at the ahead, the heads of these um, stations had took that stuff and was like, let's run with it. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and go off of what they were saying is dictating where what the trajectory of the show would be. Man, dollars are going to always make sense. Like, that's one thing that we got to know. It ain't about nothing else but the bottom line, which is money. And if they get those ratings and people are viewing and tuning Mm -hmm. in every week, then they're able to sell those ads. So they could have called it the worst show of all time. But if the the people that are watching are are continuously watching, then Mm -hmm. yeah, it is. All right. So let's talk about the main actors what they were doing prior to or what they you know did prior to martin so martin before the martin show he did boomerang house party one and two do the right thing and um what's happening now Mm -hmm. uh gina house party one and two boomerang another 48 hours school days a different world fresh prince blossom rock little shop of horrors with actually she did that with pam 
Mm-hmm. Um, Pam did the Cosby Show, Law and Order, All My Children. Cole did the Cosby Show, Whole High, Whole High, Whole High, Whole High. <laughs> a teen musical drama. I saw some on YouTube. It was pretty decent though. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was pretty decent. And Tommy did a different world, Harlem Nights, and class act. Do, 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 do. Yeah, man. So look, like, and usually I think about it, the cast, like in its entirety, yeah. it's not like this was their first time around the block. Like these were like yes, undrafted even. rookies who outperformed their first their first um contract <laughs> and then they all gonna get the extension because all of them did some credible stuff and all of yeah. them from just these different right. acting circles and project circles where that you know successful. people knew who they were. They just needed their shot to yeah. to be the man. Like that's right. just that's what it boils down to. Like, this is Martin's first, like, feature role where he's the guy. Yeah. You know, and, and just looking at, oh, man. Yeah. But you look at, like, Martin's movie um, roles and stuff. It's just like, was he better as the, the second guy on a championship team? Or was he better as the man on a championship team? Or could he have been the man on a championship team? No, absolutely. I think he yeah. he, he, he probably he could have went down as the best number two ever. Yeah, like a Scottie guy. Pippen. But when it comes to sitcoms, like he can, yeah. he can carry this. Like he like can lead you through the regular that. season. Regular like he can lead season. you through the regular season with a winning record, but with a playoffs. Mark DeRozan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, sports talk. This is not a sports podcast, but that's kind of our second but language. Put it in, in in those type of terms, man. It's just, yeah. You know, the 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 number one guy in certain aspects, but then. When it comes to the bigger plays, he has to be the number two guy. So Will Smith to Bad Boys, you know, like that's 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 what it is. All right, so let's 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 jump into this episode. We don't went about twelve minutes, and we ain't gotten to the episode yet. So, what's what were your thoughts after you know rewatching? We could start from the beginning, you know, like how how, how they set the tone for what their dynamic of their relationship mm-hmm. was going to be moving forward. Yeah, I mean, from the from the door, they tried to make it clear what this thing was going to be about. I mean, you got, you know, Gina and her, you know, her her bad business suit, like yep. nice, bad as in nice. And we all know <laughs> who who set the standard for business suits. It was Robin Givens. Yeah. And Boomerang. So Boomerang, like they yeah. jumped right in her wardrobe and said, OK, this is who we want Tisha Campbell to be as Gina. And yeah. they set the standard and she's she's out getting ready for her serious job. And then mm-hmm. Martin. The back in yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, man, and you know, he, he come out, he's not really, he not, he's not serious or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like he come, like he's coming out playful, you know, as, as far as who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and Gina's response to him was some of us have real jobs and that right there kind of lets you know what her mindset is versus what he is, is in the way that they presented them. Yeah. And I mean, and I, I'm not going to dive to the back of the episode and come back. But the thing that you do know is they were really, really inconsistent when they yeah. were trying to frame his career and, you know, what it was looked like from the group or even from those two. Yeah. You know, it, 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 in the beginning, it made it look like she didn't respect yeah. like, where he was going in his career and what he was doing. She didn't take it serious at all. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was a joke. Exactly. I and mean, you think about any. Anytime somebody you in a relationship and you kind of downplay or marginalize what somebody is doing, I mean that shit. That's grounds for breakup. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You in a relationship and the person you with, like you don't got, a, you don't have a real job. Like 
I'm getting paid, you know, and, and he say like he he do research, he take what he did or what he was doing seriously and she didn't. Yeah, but and look at it like this, man, like at that time you had TV, you had mm-hmm. radio, and you had yeah. magazine. Like those are the modes of communication. It's not like you could, you know, start a podcast any day or start a blog and it's like he's in Detroit and he has his own show. It wasn't morning, but yeah. I mean, that was probably equivalent to being somebody that's verified that's a podcaster like at that time and that's a pretty big deal you know yeah so, and then we'll get into it when you kind of when we get to the scene at the radio station just it, <laughs> it's just a couple of nuggets in there that you got to pick up on and let you know like how big martin actually was right right so then we transition um into you know what? Uh, I, I was thinking about the, the the split screen. Maybe we could get into that because, I mean, that kind of. So th- what happens is Gina comes out. Martin comes out. You know, they having a little back and forth. Martin trying to knock the boots, get him some morning sex. Mm-hmm. Gina's dressed. She's ready to work. Mm-hmm. You know, and all of a sudden, doom, doom, doom. And this is mom's. Yep. <laughs> His mom, his his mom's is barging in, and then you immediately see what that relationship is going to be like. Yeah, I, I think that's what they did a really, really good job of. If yep. you're talking about a show that's you know five seasons with all of those episodes per season, they lined out who everyone was going to be mm-hmm. probably as perfectly as you can have done it. Yeah, I mean they had some little flaws with it, which we'll tap into it. But I mean, again, you didn't know if they were you know, mapping it out to be there for a long time because shows could come and go. Like you we're gonna give them our home run every episode. Yeah. And then at some point we're gonna have to overstep it, step back and change. No, they didn't have to do none of that. Like it was it was pretty close. Yeah, it was equivalent to, you know, a a slugger that just gets up and trying to hit a home run every rep versus somebody that's gonna, you know, hit like base hits or something like that um to 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 gradually build something up it was just like they didn't know what this was gonna be and 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 you wonder maybe if if this was a product of martin really never being the number one you know it's like we don't know if we can give him enough room to try to build out a storyline it's like no that's that's, those are my exact thoughts like he literally every time he said something every time he moved it was super it was loud it was animated like it was no chill whatsoever like he, yeah <laughs> he didn't he didn't leave anything saved for next game like he was like i gotta give him my all because we might not be here next week like yeah that's, that's how it came off to me yeah you know so so let's you know when martin when gina left and martin and his mom was in the apartment you know something that stuck out to me it was like you watch that girl i don't trust her you know, and it kind of just shows how overprotective his mother is and how she views Gina. And it's just a typical mom and son relationship. Well, I'm not going to say typical, but no, it's, for the it's, most part, it's pretty typical. But you know where they flawed this? Yeah. They came off as a single mom, only child type of relationship when she actually references his father and multiple siblings. He, yeah. Like, like out of all my kids, <laughs> you're my favorite. Yeah. And, you know, that's uh, 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 something that you don't know if if they had intentions on ever bringing his siblings on or anything like that, you know, and, and, and I guess it kind of goes back to the point to they just wanted to create this first episode, really, and and, and, and try to create some steam for the show. And then probably as they started getting writing more shows, they kind of started structuring it more. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really like the point that I was making about them like creating this foresight about who everyone is going to be, but yeah. only in certain aspects like that, or even like Shanae that we'll talk about later down the line. Like it's they wrote it as if they don't know what tomorrow is going to look like, but then they actually nailed it. I think they got it wrong with with yeah. Mama Payne a little bit. Yeah. Like, Gina kissing her on the cheek the first time. Gina didn't kiss Mama Payne not another time in the history of the show. Like that was the only time that you ever saw it. So you yeah, because I guess they had to take okay. So which part of this relationship we gonna take from this first episode? Her being loving towards Mama Payne or Mama Payne? How she feel about Gina? And they went, you know, the latter part was yeah, like, no, it was that, it was fake love from the yeah. Jump. Like you saw that, but yeah, because like, when she rolled her eyes at her when she left. <laughs> She's like, I don't trust that girl. Yep, exactly. Mama yeah. Payne, as we knew her later on, was it would never be a behind the back. Like it's in her face. If she got something to say to her, whether Martin is in the room, what you know what? Nah, that she probably, you never she know. Clapped at her. That's a fact. Yeah, <laughs> she clapped at her at every given time, you know. Every every yeah. single time. But what I was trying to say was how many times were they ever quote unquote in the same room together? Martin, Gina, and Mama Payne. Well, I mean, not really, never since the first episode, you know, and that's just with the split screen thing, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, and right, That's one of them things that didn't age well. You yeah, know, so, like, so, so, so was that the reasoning behind it? Like, you know, because they were never in a room together? Yeah, and, and, and honestly, them just Martin, no, just Gina and uh, Martin's mother being in a room together made it for better TV because if it was just them and they were, um, you know, showing each other love, I mean, come on, man. Like, that's not going to ever be funny. But right. when you know that there's going to be some kind of dispute between them or them not liking each other, then it's comedy within that. So that's why I think it was good, you know, that it was it, it, when it was just the mother and Gina in the same room. Yeah, she, she definitely should be shooting slugs at her. Like, if you could yeah. rank, like which relationship had the most slugs toward each other. You got Martin and Pam as number one. Yeah. You have to say everybody versus Cole as number two. And then Gina and Mama Payne. Like, that's next man, I don't know. We're going to have to debate that because um, Shanae and Pam and Gina and them hallway incidents, like those. Yeah, but those were limited. I'm saying like we we probably. Martin we probably, and the, Gina's mom, like that was limited too. Yeah. I'm yeah, man. I mean, I but that I mean, uh, I mean, to eat his mean, own, thanks, you know. Thanksgiving. No, nah, I don't know, bro. <laughs> <I> don't know. <laughs> chestnut souffle. What is chestnut? <laughs> man, come on, man. She told it. Snapping them raglan. Look at the ass bees, yo. Oh, yeah, man. But even, okay, so you got to think about it. We might be jumping a little bit here. We can give them a little bit because the they do need to be episode, Pam, Gina, and Shanae, they got into it in the hallway. They did. They yeah, did. got into yeah, it in did. the hallway. Called ass Elvis because of that hair. Oh. Wait, that was uh, you right? Yeah, yeah that was the first right. episode. You yeah. right? Yeah, they got into it. <laughs> you got into it, but but let's talk about how this episode um kind of set the tone for Martin's fragile ego mm-hmm. and his views on mm-hmm. women, specifically his his girlfriend. Um, you know, they. Even them ne- naming the episode Beauty and the Beast because Martin cried, you know, while watching that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But the, the way it came in was that he didn't want to admit that. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, the theme of it was his sensitivity and masculinity colliding. And yeah, which one is going to have to be visible here versus the other one? Like, that's what I looked at as the overall theme of it, just like in, in multiple yeah. aspects of it. So, but it, it even his views on, you know, women, like even when he was at the radio station, excuse me, darling. Darling. Yeah, Super you exactly. Just like, yeah, nah, it was, yeah, it was. You know, it was one of those things where, you know, like he said, when I say when when I tell Gina to to jump, she says, how high? He said, watch your head because you're going straight to the moon. But, you know, it it, it was just one of those things where Martin just always felt like he had to be in control of everything. You know, not just Gina, but everything. Yeah. Being like he he was in a constant battle about being well, who he is now and who he who he's supposed to be like yeah. the fact that gina was able to come out and kind of make that crack about his career yeah you know out the gate that's letting you know what he's about to be fighting fighting about for the duration of the show not this episode but for the show like yeah that, for the show yeah the plot, you know yeah you the, know the, and the I rise mean, to the top with you know already successful girlfriend and yeah you know, how the world views him like that's what's one of the themes of the show is and so yeah and I mean, it it really came to a head in season two, you know, around the Varnell Hill episode. That was, about. The one. <laughs> that was the one. That was the one. Listen, Martin, I just saw Boys in the Hood. All right, I didn't know, man. I didn't know, you know. But I mean, if you think about, and I, and that's probably one of the things that aged well. Most people might have looked at it; it was just him being silly, which he was. But you think about what's going on today. And how, you know, white people and what's going on and, and, and how they view it. You saw like that's how his or uh, Gina's co-worker, you know, that was his his perception of what's going on. You know, boys you know, look, I mean, things hadn't changed like things have not changed. It's just, you know, yeah. represented in different ways. But, yeah, like always trying to figure out the plight of the black man. And then we always having to explain and educate mm-hmm. like that's just that's just yeah. the yeah yeah unending thing is still going to this day yeah man so we give kudos to them you know for just for the boys in the hood that whole um era with those type of with those type of movies you know what i'm saying what they call the quote-unquote hood classics you know with you know juice menace society those type of movies but um all right so moving on so what was next what um so, yeah, so the, the next us was um he they were he was at the he was at work went off on the radio and then that's when Pam and them came oh well first they got into it with Shanae in the hallway you know and then she comes in and you know this is the first time Pam actually this is the first time meeting Tommy and um and and and, and Cole. Yeah, uh, that's, that's again. This, but this lets you know, and we're gonna end up talking about episode two. But it would look like they had a more long-standing relationship as yeah. it went to episode to episode. You know, yeah, yeah, because it was like it was no gradual thing. You know, it was just like after that, you right? Would think they were they were friends forever. You right. Know what I'm saying no, no, absolutely. So again, you know, they were just they were trying to figure out how we gonna stay on the air, and then we'll figure it out as we go. That's right. why I think they really hit their stride in season two, because, mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, you know, they were talking about the show for image awards and all type of stuff. So they was they was ready to rock and roll at that point. They kind of they started feeling a little more, more, more comfortable and confident in what the show was about to be. Right. And then, of course, this sets the tone 
for what Martin and Pam's relationship was going to be. Because, you gate. know, first thing, like, excuse me, sister soldier, you know. So at this point, you know, it, it, she is letting you know what her kind of what her personality is and then what his response to her personality is and how he views her as like this militant, you know, black woman. Yeah. And then but then even just look at it like how she speaks about him when he's not around. Like like for starters, let's take a look at the office scene. Right. Yeah. You know, first off, they they all gathering in her office to w- listen to Martin show. So yeah. this was one of the points that I wanted to bring up about how big Martin actually was or how they tried to, you know, proposition it to the audience. Like they yeah. coming in there listening to it like it's CNN. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, Martin's show is on Gina. And then but before they, you know, throw the show on, Pam is, you know, asking Gina, you know, is he beating on you because Gina yeah. is talking about how sweet he is and all of <laughs> yeah. this good stuff. I'm like, man, like what's her yeah. real thoughts about him but, and but i'm gl- I'm glad you you um you brought that up because you see how pam gina's co-workers how they reacted to like they wanted to listen to martin yeah. you know and then you in the beginning of it pam i mean gina is like you don't even have a real job right whereas that was other people viewing him as being like this big time radio show host or even check this out. When Stan was complaining about the phone bill when yeah. he was at the radio station, who did he have to make a call to? Bill Cosby. Bill, Cos- Bill yeah. Cosby in the 90s doing your yeah. show? Like, what like are we even talking it. about here? Yeah. You know, Make so it. that that alone just shows you, you know, how how big, especially within whatever he was doing, like how big he was. But for whatever reason... You know, Gina didn't really didn't really see him like that. And, you know, that kind of bothers me a little bit. It it make it honestly, it makes me think because you got we find out later on that what her dad was a chiropractor. Yeah. What what did her mom do? Um, Shit, I forgot. Okay, so how connected to the culture was she? supposed uh, to be you know yeah. she's supposed to be this bougie girl like martin refers yeah. to her as bougie when you know you get the yeah. truth when people get angry yeah I mean, she probably yeah, didn't even have she was clue. yeah she was into <laughs> art all of that stuff you yeah. know what i'm saying and martin wasn't into that like he was trying to kick it right. hoop you know kick right. it with his boys and and, and martin was, was like in the culture like if you look at his crib i'm like he's in this yeah in this uh gentrified you don't know if it's downtrodden or on his way up building. He got the the yeah. cultural decorations mixed with the do the right thing. Yeah, Tupac poster. Like, he was like, yeah. <laughs> just if, if you went to his apartment without him being there, he would have. You would have thought he was somebody that was, yeah, a part of Black Lives Matter. Like yeah. you could literally get that out of him. Do the right thing. African statues. Like yeah. he was like came off as this deep dude just from a cultural representation standpoint. Yeah, and Gina. Again, like just not understanding, not getting it. Yeah. You know, so, you know, a, a, another theme that you see in this um, episode that you kind of see moving forward is, you know, how Martin puts on a facade. You know what I'm saying? Like he never wants to admit when he hurt. He never wants to admit when something bothers him. It's always that, you know, be a man, be a man. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. he he wanted to put on that facade because you think about when Gina came in and she he was like, shit, if you could say something to me, you could say it in front of my boys. Right. Yeah. Right, you know right, what I'm right. saying? And, 
you know, Gina, you know, she she talked about him crying about Beauty and the Beast and shit. He had to get little and go in that room and have that conversation. So then, you know, which is one of when they get in the room, which is probably one of the one of the most iconic scenes of Martin, you know, and 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 when you look back at it, like that's probably one of the most recreated scenes from a TV show. You know, step. Like that represents their relationship. Yeah. Well, but but let's let's but let's even think about it, you know, how after they had the argument or a dispute, how he wanted to go back out there and make it seem like you know he won. At the end of the day, they still went nowhere. Yeah. I, if you if you look at what the plight of the episode was, they ended where they started. Like yeah. this is, you know, we gotta, <laughs> you gotta respect me for who I am, and I want us to display that around my boys. And yeah. she wants him to be more sensitive and open. And he he had to fake the funk. Yeah, man. Let's let me let's talk about Cole though. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's talk about Cole. And I don't think a lot of people realize just how good his like how good he played his character you know what i'm saying like even the initial scene when him and martin interacted you know it was just something about him like it just like he had this confidence you know martin pain to make you jump jump yeah absolutely i mean you got to think about it like cole was on the biggest shows of black television if you're talking about the cosby show and then you talk about Martin. He thought Martin probably in his mind was about to be his his breakout party. Like, this yeah. is it. I'm about to turn up. And, you know, how he tried to, you know, come out with his role. I honestly feel like they had to make him dial it back, dumb it yeah. down. Because he, if you're talking about a trained actor, like, yeah. was probably he was more a legit thespian. He, he was a dancer. He knew how to change his different tones throughout, you know, the shows. I mean, he, I mean, he just, he, he had it, bro. And yeah. for that role, that just wasn't, wasn't the right situation for him. He needs to get traded to another team where he could be the guy that he thought he was supposed to be. And unfortunately, it never happened. But then it's like, all right, if you take Cole out, who, who replaces him? You know what I'm saying? All right. And, and, and maybe it's, it's hard to go back and look at that since we've been so accustomed to him being in that role but it's just like man i don't i don't i don't know if you could get anybody to play that role because he was so good he was able to scale back and make that role what it was just punchline dumb like he had to be able to do it gradually and he wasn't like waldo on family matters or yeah or like jazz off like he wasn't like a punchline dumb dumb character like he literally this yeah. is about to be my role, but it's going to be one of those things that's going to keep the show together and keep it afloat. And I don't think no one else could have replaced him. Yeah, I agree. I agree Honestly. with that. So let me see. What what, what we at now with it? What we at now with it? Um, I mean, plus, point, we're really doing a, doing a character thing. I mean, we gotta Yeah, so we got to go to Tommy. Tommy, man. Um, you know, I like to always look at Tommy as Martin and Cole's voice of reason. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he always had a an objective outlook on everything you know he never really sided one way or another well besides the one when he was talking about love and when you get the draws that one but um caring sharing sharing. (laughs) until you get the draws. draws. <laughs> <laughs> you saw Martin. Oh, oh. He wasn't honoring him at first, man. No, like, he, he was mad. With his- <laughs> you saw his face. Like, man, all time. But now, you know, even when um, 
he was like, cause Cole said something like, yeah, you know, basically like you won, you know? And then Tommy was like, yeah, you won out here. Then and there, she hurt your bad. He already she? knew. Like yeah. Tommy was not going for it. He knew yeah. what time it is. It was like he was, he was the most traveled out of them. And you, that's what they tried to exhibit on the show. And they did a good job of it. They never let him go yeah. further than they needed him to go. It was always just enough. So again, man, that, the casting and how the roles came together, man. I don't know if it was by accident or on purpose. Like, man. I would love to be able to sit into those decision making meetings when they decided these are the people that we're going to go with and why. Like, yeah, because you, you think about, you know, before that, he was in, you know, Harlem Nights and he was in Class Act. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, I mean, shit, in Class Act, he did his thing as Mink. He did. And then, oh my God. He, he was Tommy he, in he, Harlem Nights. Yeah. That's crazy, too. He ruined New York undercover when they when they brought him in as the uh the lieutenant oh. in the last season. Like I don't like didn't bring Tommy in. Yeah. Well, that's too dumb, man. They showed did bring Tommy in. Oh, that's too funny. But um, uh, but yeah, I mean, so I mean that really um, you know, kind of closed out the show. Um yeah. shit, it was like 20, 22 minutes. Uh, yeah. 20. And then the fact and the fact that it actually made it you know, to season four, man, TV was competitive back then. You know, they were, giving, they were giving black shows a chance, but, you know, they came and went. But the ones that were on Fox, like, yeah, you know, man, living, living single, undercover, you had Martin, like, man, like those shows, they New York Undercover and Martin probably faded like right around the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. But yeah, it was man. it was nothing like it was nothing like I love those shows on TV. Yeah, man. Like, that's like big time. Yeah, man, we gotta give it to Fox, man. Like they really ushered in the the black sitcom. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, but we're not just talking about as like one offs. We're talking about a schedule, a lineup. Of, sure. You know, you, it's like with um TGIF, how that worked. That's Big basically time. what hey, that was. Here's my question about Fox: Are they in Fox News? Are they under the same umbrella company? Yeah. You know, you got Fox News, Fox Sports, FX, all of that is under under Fox. Yeah. Crazy. So that all those different mediums of communication, all of them are, are night and day from each other. The same people that had Martin on. Yeah. Are Republican parties, TV network. I mean, yeah. news cycle. That's yep. crazy. That's you crazy. Yeah. You think about like with Viacom, you know, don't they, you know, they got MTV, BT, don't they got VH1, stuff yeah, like man. that? Yeah. 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 Like so they, yeah, man, all these places got these verticals, but yeah, I mean, Fox they they took the chance, and again, you just wonder what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, where did the 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 evolution of you know of black TV fade out? You know, where did it go to where it just like it faded out? Yeah, know? yeah. It, it seems like it seems like once it went to like certain networks, not that those networks weren't doing their thing, but it almost like took the the relevance away from it. Like what was um WB? So like WB, yeah, you know, Wayne's Brothers, um, the Parenthood, a bunch of other shows. Like they, you know, they tried to kind of take up. I think that was up. more so a reach thing. You know, I don't yeah. think the WB had the reach that Fox did. That's my point. No, no, no. Oh, that's okay, that, okay, that's okay. That trying to make it's like once that became the landing place of you know these shows then the next yeah. step was you know out of there like they were they was gone at that point they'll pop up here and there if the show was like really really good but right as far as saying, we'll take three black shows and you yeah. know run them at the same time like nah you don't you, you don't see that hell you yeah you got to think they was you know they had commercials 
for the TV shows back then. And then what they did was they'll, you know, that they'll make the three TV shows one commercial, which right. is, yeah, which yeah. was smart. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, you know, you think about TGIF, they would do the same thing. You would know, know what shows was coming on, you know, for the TGIF series. Whereas with Martin, you know, it didn't have a name, but it was Living Single Martin, New York Undercover. Yeah. In that order. You know what I'm saying? And and they would air those commercials during different um, televised shows. So now people probably from other demographics can see, oh, well, let me see what that's about. Let me see what this about, which would, you know, garner more attention and help them reach, um, you know, a larger demographic of people, even sure. if or even even if it's just black people still. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. usually if somebody comes to watch it, they're going to watch them all. You know, yep. like they yeah. couldn't. They couldn't do Martin on this day, New York undercover on that day, and other. Nah, it's just not happening. It's got to be back to back to back to back, an hour and a half of TV. Yeah, man, that was the good old days, man. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, man, we gonna sit down as a family, and we gonna watch all of these shows back to back to back. You know, niggas got the TV guide. I want no flicking through channels. Channels you was watching the commercials. Mail that joint out every month. The new TV guide. And yep. boy, when we lose mom's TV guy, she used to be blown. Boy, she used it's to be like, mad. Goddamn TV guy. Yep. Uh, wow. Yeah, man. So, so yeah, man. I mean, and that's I mean, in that's a nutshell, it. like that's what this this is about to be. Yeah. You know, all about. I mean, there'll be conversations that's gonna you know spin off from the show because we feel like it's connected to so much stuff that people go through in everyday life, and then also just the entertainment industry at that time, man. Like it was. Yeah. Martin literally something like we've we've never witnessed before so yeah what's to this one yeah man you know you just think the the impact martin had on us you know in in, in its totality like i said in the beginning you know i don't know where i would be if it wasn't for the martin show you know what i'm saying like we started creating t-shirts based off of the show and actually we being will, able to you know mm-hmm. live off of something that we just you know, yeah. took for entertainment purposes. And I mean, that's, exactly. that's, that's, that's what it's supposed to be about. Created a sustainable business. You know, we've been doing this since what, 2012, 2013. And it don't seem like that long. That's, it that's don't, crazy. man. It seemed like we just really just starting, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, maybe that's because we always doing new and innovative things, but yeah, man, we've been doing this for a while. Like, I mean, I could honestly say, we were one of the first, if not the first, to do the Martin thing T-shirts, and I mean, I can say there are certain quotes on T-shirts that we were the like the first ones to create. No, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's, you, if if there's gonna be a flag in the ground for yeah. the Martin show in you know between 2013 and to just or just the the re relevance of it, it has to go to us. Like, it's just it's it's not even up for debate. Right. Yeah, that's a fact. So. Yeah, man. So, yeah, that's, um, you know, episode number one. We just want to try to keep this between 30 and 45 minutes. Nothing too long. Get to our points and get the hell up out of here. You know, commercial, the show is only 20 minutes long. Like, yeah, just, exactly. You know, it's 10 minutes worth of commercials. Right, right, right. You know, and I, I think it's bread. Like that was their money maker. Yeah, yeah, it was. They was getting paid back then. You know, you got to realize like they was dropping a bag bag because they knew that's where all the eyes were um back then for, for for ads and marketing and so all right man so yeah man let's let's, let's get up out of here but we're gonna keep it keep it coming we're gonna be consistent with it man and for sure you know like, comment subscribe 
All of that good stuff. Yep. Oh, we out. Peace.